Welcome to the Kural podcast presented by Cross Global. Uh today I'm very excited to be joined by Sophie. Uh she is a champion for victims of human trafficking, advocating for their rights and elevating human trafficking as a priority in Kenya and around the world. Her expertise, patience, bravery have positioned her as a source of inspiration and confidence for other survivors of trafficking she meets and serves. And also she is a recipient of Tip Hero Award. Each year, the U- U.S. State Department honors outstanding individuals around the world who are fighting to end human trafficking. Sophie, it's so nice to speak with you. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much, Kamal. Sophie, you have always been advocating for the survivor's dignity. how important is it to tell the story of the survivor with dignity uh it's extremely important uh one of the things that i advocate for is the inclusion of survivors in the sector when you think about all the other human rights sector the people that are leading those sectors are the people and the communities affected by uh that issue this is not the same for human trafficking for human trafficking most of the people leading the sector are different from the people who are actually affected by the issue and the stories of survivors and the stories of the communities where survivors come from have not always been told with dignity our culture the way we appear and everything has not always been told with dignity it's always been taught uh told from a point of people with no agency people with no expertise people who cannot develop solutions and when you think about all this community when you think about survivors and you think about communities that they come from they are very very resilient communities they are communities that are developing solutions they are communities that are thinking of how to get out of poverty despite the little that they have and these are the stories that are missing the stories that are told about survivors are story, stories of them not having a voice them oh. not be not fighting and i just think we need to change that wow you have clarified that the to the stakeholders and other service providers needs to share the survivor story with dignity and respect and one of the important tool to fight against human trafficking is the tip report and you are the recipient of the tip hero award 2020 tell us about why it is important and how it is changing the world i think one of the things that the report actually the the report actually does when you think about the issue of human trafficking government accountability is really important because i think there's a lot that governments can be able to do to actually be able to prevent trafficking and to ensure that their citizens are safe i think the unique thing about the tip report is that it actually has repercussions for government and for mm. government accountability so for activists it's a good tool to use because essentially for, especially where places like where i come from where the us the relationships with the us government and what they do really affects policy and affects all these things the tip report becomes important in terms of highlighting the work that uh, the heroes do i think one of the things 
it does actually highlight some of the work that is done by people like me and people like some of the heroes that I was nominated, well, I was nominated with, just highlighting that work for me is important. I am not a huge fan of being called a hero just because <laughs> the community I come from and the people that I work with uh, do a lot. So my award is not just for me, it's for the communities I work for and the people that I work for and my team who I wouldn't be here without. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we want to thank uh, the U.S. State Department for uh, not just uh, creating a report on uh, Tire 1, Tire 2, Tire 3, and this country is doing this much, and this, this country is doing this much, and uh, which, which the report is very, uh, very exclusive and very, uh, it, it has done very well for the past two decades, for the 20 years. And uh, one thing that I really admire about that TIP report is uh, every time the U.S. State Department is recognized uh the heroes um the as as you mentioned the, the people who are in the fight uh, which is really amazing to uh, see how the us state department not just honors uh, people in their own country they even go beyond and honor uh, the people across the globe uh which sends the message uh, we need anyone and everyone in this fight against human trafficking and uh, uh, it it is absolute honor uh, to have this podcast to to have you in this podcast because uh, every year we'll be eager our team is eagerly waiting for the tip report okay how india has performed this year and uh, what are the changes have to be made what are the policies have to be changed so and uh, we've been following up the tip report for many 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 years and uh, now someone who has received the tip hero award and having a conversation we consider as a privilege i hope the listeners would have understood the importance of tip report in the fight against human trafficking uh, let's talk about uh, survival leadership and why it is important like survival leadership in civil society organizations government efforts private sectors and international communities like why survival leadership i think survival bring a unique perspective right because mm-hmm. they're not just looking at the issue academically like most of us when you have a discussion about human trafficking you're having a discussion about it academically i think the the fact that survivors bring this unique perspective having gone through it and having grown from it uh is really important in not just are talking about policies for prevention for protection but also just asking the question okay how can we better provide uh, how can we be, be, be how can we be more inclusive i like to talk about post traumatic growth and this is the idea that any single person who has gone through trauma basically has the ability to grow from it and to build a le- and i think survivors bring that to the sector in the fact that they have grown they've been able to grow from to grow from trauma and being resilient gives them that perspective that could educate us more and i just think we need to be more inclusive in general right mm. i think when you go through 
something like trafficking yeah. and it's painful it is terrible it is all that the ability to be able to work in the sector gives survivors a chance to create something beautiful out of a really really bad experience wow. right wow. so for me that's yeah. the that if any if anything the fact that i can be able to do what i do means that this really terrible experience uh is wasn't just a terrible experience there's some something good has come out of it and there's something good is that i am here talking to you from across the world i can there are survivors other survivors that uh, i've taken care of that are happy and are in their careers so for me just giving survivors a chance to really truly create beauty from ashes Wow. is why it's really really important to do that wow wow yes uh, i guess you are absolutely creating beauty out of ashes without a shadow of doubt with alongside with the team cross global our organization strongly believes in survival leadership uh, for an example we include uh, the survivors we support uh, in all of our projects we uh, listen to their opinions uh, we include uh, their leadership Uh, in fact one of our partners is an organization called RBLA uh, released bonded labor association cross global primarily work, works on forced labor and uh, the 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 survivors uh, rescued from by different organization alongside with the government have formed uh, an organization called released bonded labor association so in every project of us we include them and we listen to them hey we have this idea uh, would you suggest that this might work or this may not work and uh, and and as you mentioned from an academic perspective uh when the the survivor comes with their thoughts when the survivor comes with their uh, feedbacks which really blows our mind and they really understands uh how we can effectively fight against uh the human trafficking the team of uh, UNODC this year is the victims voice leads the way and uh, you have been in this anti uh, human trafficking work for more than a decade what are some of the challenges that you have faced sophie i think some of the challenges just includes like one uh the really lack of awareness of the issue mm. like trafficking is one of those things like when you go to any place and you talk about let's say gender based violence people really understand what it is they understand exactly what is happening and uh, for trafficking most of the time you have to teach fast you have to explain to people mm. this is what trafficking is and then trafficking doesn't look the same it doesn't look the same in india it doesn't look the same in kenya it looks different in every single place that you go which means that you also have to understand the context Mm-hmm. and that's why including survivors becomes important because then you can bring in the context like this is how trafficking shows up for example i can't speak about bonded labor i can't mm-hmm. because it's very specific to india it's very specific to our community right. and everything and having as many voices as possible is great but also 
makes it really difficult for people to understand, especially in a world where people want things like how long are TikTok videos? 15 seconds. Can you be able to explain trafficking <laughs> in 15 seconds? It's really, <laughs> it's really, it's really hard. So you're competing with a world that is consistently changing. And mm. this is a complex issue. So that's one. Two is the fact that trafficking touches on so many things. Trafficking touches on women's rights. Trafficking touches on children. Trafficking touches on migration. It touches on labor issues. So you have so many people to work with and coordination sometimes can really be difficult and collaboration to ensure that you come up with like an, an effective solution is really, really hard. And of course, I can't not talk about resources and just like funding to be able, you could have like a really awesome idea to do certain things and not be able to, to do it simply because there isn't money. And again, money ties in on the two other things I've spoken about. If people understand an issue, it's very easy for them to find solutions but because people don't understand, people really mm. don't want to put a lot of money on to, uh, to support trafficking work. So for me, those three are like the. And after you have faced multiple challenges, uh, be it from resources to life-threatening situations and uh, educating the uh, general public, or especially uh, the donors. Uh, I guess uh, we need to have a tool or uh, or a conversation about how we can educate our donors. And uh, so donor education is also uh, important as much as collaboration is important, as much as how the innovative ideas are important. At the same time, the resources to back up those ideas or make the re- idea reality is also important. And um, you have mentioned almost uh, from resources to life-threatening uh, situations and you're still strong and uh, you're still optimistic about ending human trafficking, even though there are uh, impossible challenges are up against you and uh, it's inspiring. And our goal of this podcast uh, is to help the listeners uh, improve their understanding of human trafficking and their response to the issue. Uh, there are many passionate people who are listening to you right now. Uh, what would you suggest to those who wants to take anti-human trafficking as their career? <laughs> what should I? I think one, I, a friend of mine likes to say that as soon as you're, you are inspired to do something, you should look around you first. Wow. I think there's a tendency to uh, uh, to what it is to start new things when essentially most of the work that we that we need to do is solidarity work. Mm-hmm. So I think that there's a huge opportunity in doing solidarity work with the people that are already doing something. So if you are an accountant, if you are, it doesn't matter what what 
where you are, even if you don't have an education. I honestly believe that any of the organizations or any of the activists working on trafficking would love to be supported, would love somebody else to, to actually speak about the issue apart from us. I talk about the fact that you start with the lowest hanging fruit. Most of us are on social media and are yeah. consistently pu putting posts, a simple post to educate maybe the 500 friends you have. Mm. It, is important, you know, mm. will make a difference. So yeah. I would say start from where you are, what is happening around you, and how can you be able to join in and become an ally for those who are already doing the work. And that could mean giving your time, or it could also mean giving your resources. So support work done by people like you. If people want to to help out, I feel like that's really, really effective. But we definitely need more people to join us and to talk to, to talk about human trafficking if we are to eradicate it. Wow. Uh, wonderful. Uh, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to speak to us. Uh, I think this is one of my favorite episodes. I consider this a privilege to have a conversation with you about a subject that we both are passionate about and some of our listeners too. And uh, thank you so much, Sophie. Thanks for joining us for this episode. And please take a moment to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Now, if you enjoyed this content, then please leave us a five-star review and share this podcast with your friends. Thanks again for checking us out, and we look forward to having you join us again on the next episode.